Um, hi. Uh, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be anywhere near a Planned Parenthood fundraiser, I probably would have tried to cast demons out of you. Um, uh, about 13 years ago, my family, so I grew up in Calgary, Canada, and about thir when I was 13, not 13 years ago, um, when I was 13, my family moved from Calgary, Canada to a little bit south of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and it was quite a culture shock. Um, and it kind of took me a little bit of time to make some friends. Um, and when I did make some friends, I met this girl and we kind of started passing notes back and forth and over time realized we had more than friend feelings and um, started to kind of like have a typical teenage like coming of age and experimented a little bit but along with that actually um, her uncle was kind of grooming me and um, kind of moving towards a pretty violent sexual assault a couple of times so I had intermixed with my coming of age figuring out that I might be gay um, with some pretty severe trauma um, a little bit after that happened that friend moved away was no longer staying with her uncle, and I was then left without any friends again, and I was in this new country and knew no one. Um, over time, I started to hang out with a new group of friends, and they um, turned out to be church friends. So pretty quick, I got invited to church, and it was really cool. It was like, you know, they had lights, and it was like a concert every week. It was really fun, and so I was super stoked to go. Um, and I met another girl there and had a crush, and we kind of developed another little uh, relationship. And um, and a couple weeks later, we're at youth group, and um, the past, like a couple pastors pull me aside and say, "Hey, we heard what happened with this girl. I just want you to know that she's repented, and um, this wasn't an issue before you came to the youth group. So you know, we need you to repent, and you brought the spirit of homosexuality to this youth group. So if you want to continue to." come to youth group, you're going to need to repent of that um, and go to pastoral counseling. So um, with the fear of losing my friends again, I decided that I was going to go through that process. Um, so that continues on for a couple of years. Um, I'm weekly going to see a pastor who is praying over me, anointing me with oil, casting demons out of me. We're just kind of like going through my life and generations past to figure out all of the things that the devil has a hold in my life about. Um, so we move to from Nashville to Colorado Springs, and I find another church to get involved with. And this church is a little more evangelical and has a firmer stance on homosexuality. And so um, as I was coming to terms with the fact that I had this same-sex attraction sin, it was really easy for them to kind of put me through this process. Like, you're gay if you had a weird relationship with your parents or you're abused. So for them, it was if you can forgive your abuser, then maybe you won't be gay. Um, so I continued on, and I'm, like, pursuing holiness uh, I'm about to graduate high school. I want to go to college to become a therapist. And the pastor, a different pastor, pulls me aside and says that he just doesn't think that I'm spiritually strong enough to handle secular college. So he thinks that I need to go to this religious internship to get a good spiritual foundation so that I can 
stand up to the secular world and not give in to my sinful nature, which is being gay. Uh, so I agree, and I moved to Birmingham, Alabama to do this religious internship. Um, it was pretty extreme. We, like, every year we would fast for 21 days. We had daily prayer. Um, there was scenarios getting us ready for missions trips um, where we were kidnapped and taken through different scenarios to eventually facilitate, you know, dying for Jesus. Um, so that finishes, I graduate that program, and I get offered a position on staff at this church. And I'm, like, digging into this holiness. I'm, like, pursuing God with everything that I have. And um, I get invited back. My parents uh, decide to fly me back to Colorado Springs for spring break. My brother's on spring break. We're going to have a family trip. So I get picked up at the airport. We're driving home. And my dad and I have an interesting relationship. We like to banter and debate each other. Um, and on the way home, he's... Uh, so I've, like, found Jesus completely apart from my parents. So my dad's engaging me in this conversation of, do you think gay people will go to heaven? And my answer to him at that time was no. Um, the Bible is very clear that homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God, and here, let me show you where. And that was just, like, the kind of kid I was. Um, I didn't know that when we got home later that he was about to tell me something. And we got home, and I'm about to leave to go hang out with my friends. And uh, my mom says, well, aren't you going to tell her? And my dad says, I don't think this is a really good time. She's about to leave. And I'm like, okay, but you really, you can't do that. Now you're going to have to tell me. And my dad's like, I really don't think this is a great time. And I'm like, no, but tell me. And so my dad, being my dad, he says, I'm gay. I like dick. Um, I like dudes. I'm not sure what else I can say about this. And, uh, right, he's pretty gay. Um, uh, and at that moment, I'm devastated because at this point, I'm like, I am gay because of my experiences, and now I'm having to look at the truth that maybe it's, like, biological, and I'm like, shit, what if I'm gay? Like, what if this is actually a thing? And <laughs> so I continue to, like, dig into this whole, like, being holy, I'm not talking to my dad. It's There's a couple months where I'm like, I'm not talking to you until you turn from your ways, and that kind of continues on for a little bit, and um, in in the interim, I get engaged. I find um, someone who our mentors liked each other. It was like a biblical courtship. Um, we had made a commitment. We were like wanting to be youth pastors, and so we were like, if we're going to lead the youth, we're going to lead them in purity. So we didn't kiss until our wedding day, and that that worked really well for the undercover gay. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so um it was working really well and about two months before our wedding I get a call from a friend who's like hey I got free concert tickets uh you want to go and I'm like sure let's go um it's a free concert so um I show up and I walk in and I'm like wow there's a lot of lesbians here and I wasn't really sure who the band was um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it ended up being the Indigo Girls. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, so I'm at, so I'm at the Indigo Girls concert, and there's this. They invite this person, right? And I'm looking around, thinking I'm gonna have to pray a lot tomorrow. <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of really cute people. Um, so, and then um, the person opening for them was Brandy Carlisle, who, yeah, people know her now. Um, and I'm sitting there, like the fourth or fifth row, and I'm just like looking at her, and she's singing, and I'm like holy shit, I'm gay. Like, I'm really gay. So I'm, like, enjoying this concert, having this moment of, like, my wedding is in two months, and everyone's been invited, and everyone, like, everything's already happening, and I'm on staff at this church, and if I tell people I'm gay, I'm going to have to quit my job, and how is this all going to work? So I don't. Um, I pray with pastors. I uh, talk to my mentors, and share my concerns and they say it's totally fine to have cold feet um do you think he'll be a good dad yeah sure do you think that he'll be a good partner we have things in common um do you think <laughs> do... <laughs> um, and then basically they said the sex stuff will work itself out so on we went to get married and um we were married for a couple of years, and then we decided to pursue... There was a job offer in the Pacific Northwest, so we moved from Birmingham, Alabama, to the Northwest. And um, once we got here, I was getting increasingly more and more unhappy in the marriage. I was realizing that, like, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I was trying to do that soul-searching. And we were exploring the new town, went to Saturday Market in Portland, and... I was just, like, watching the hippies, and they're, like, drumming and dancing, and I'm like, wow, they're really free, and I'm just, like, really envious of them, because I'm thinking, like, I'm supposed to have the God of the universe, like, in my heart, and I'm supposed to be, like, expressing this exuberant joy all the time, and I don't even want to be alive, like, this just isn't, this, I feel fake, um, so that kind of was the first step in trying to figure out what it meant for me to live authentically. Um, pretty soon after that, I actually found out I was pregnant with my first kid, um, which was kind of the second step. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a kid, and then I got really nervous because I was like, how am I going to teach them to be authentic if I'm not doing that? So I got a counselor, and we decided that I just wasn't going to make any rash decisions in the like first year after I had a kid because hormones and stuff. And um, within that first year, I found myself pregnant with another kid. Um, so I now had two children, and luckily those kids led me, well, to be myself, but also to really strong and powerful people and particularly women who were able to tell me and remind me that it was okay for me to be happy, that, um, that it was more important for me to be happy than to please any of the people that I felt like I had to please, that my life was mine and that I got to make choices about it. And it's taken me a really long time to get to that point. Um, it's taken me years to get to the point where I can be okay being gay, um, and say it with pride and without shame. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I had the opportunity last week actually to hear the same pastor that sat across the table from me when I was 13 to tell me that I brought homosexuality to the youth group 
he was speaking in Portland at a church, and um, I think I hoped that maybe, like, almost 20 years later, he would have a different message, or that maybe his gospel had more room in it for me, Um, and unfortunately, when I was there, it was confirmed that that isn't the case, Um, and that really makes me sad. Um, The you know, I didn't experience conversion therapy like this one big extreme thing that people talk about. I experienced the, like, everyday ingreening of self-hatred and self-shame, and it stole a lot of years from my life. Um, and this is still a message that gets taught to not only youth, but but people in general, and that makes me really sad, and it's taken me a long time to realize that I need to value my own wholeness and happiness over their idea of holiness. Thank you.